And the maybe box is another really fun one. If you can't decide on something, put it in a maybe box. Commit to a date, you know, like maybe a month out, two months out. If you can remember what was in there, then you can have it. But if you can't, you can't peek inside. If you can't oh. remember, then you didn't really want it. Did and you that hear that? That one is brilliant. <laughs> everyone welcome to another on the spot of course today you visited my spot it'd be a little hard to go into one of your clients homes <laughs> so this is Stephanie with Sol solutions that stick yes okay and so she is a professional organizer so first of all let's start off tell us a little bit about your business and what you do um, I help people who have too much stuff um, and have a, have a hard time deciding what to keep and what not so I help people in making the decisions on what they should keep, um, what they should do with the stuff that they don't want to keep, and help them get rid of it. Okay, and she actually came and did some work with me. She helped my little Trinity hoarder <laughs> with her room, and then she also helped me figure out, my thing was not so much that I have too much stuff. Mm -hmm. My thing was I have small spaces, like a little pantry and a little cupboard, and I was trying to fit a lot into a small space. And so that was really useful. Yeah, that's another big one, just finding solutions to to whatever. The stuff like, you have. Yep, yeah, okay. So tell me, you know, the question I ask everybody is what have you learned? What are patterns that you've seen over time? How many years have you been doing the organizing? Um, work? I'm in my eighth year um, doing it professionally, but I was born this way and <laughs> I've been doing it my whole life. I didn't know it was a job. And I always did it, you know, at my friends' houses and everywhere I went. Oh, yes. So. Right? So it's just who you are, basically. Back then, I had an organizational compulsive disorder. That's what I called it. How negative is that? So and you, now I'm a professional organizer. Exactly. <laughs> now you're making a living. Yeah. Now I get to do it. Works. And it's not weird. <laughs> so what, in, in this eight years and even before that, as you were doing this, what have been... The things that you've noticed, the patterns that you've noticed, especially what are some things that could help, you know, the Coffee with Donnie viewers in their own lives? So what have you noticed? Well, the biggest thing, the most obvious one is I went into this, um, I have, my father's a hoarder and his grandfather's a hoarder and I have some of those tendencies. So I really like my stuff and I have a hard time making um, decisions on my own stuff. So I went into this thinking I was going to be that organizer that didn't um, tr didn't make you get rid of your stuff. You know, <laughs> I wanted to be that nice one. And in reality, it is the focus of what I do because I have learned the value in less. Um, when people do reduce the stuff they have, they love the stuff they keep more. They can find the stuff that they have and use it. Um, our stuff does take energy from us. So everything we have in our house that we're not actually using sucks energy mm -hmm. from I've you. I've so noticed this. And so if there's something you use and, you know, you just have to decide, is it taking more energy than it's giving? So if there's something on your desk, especially in an area that, you know, you're trying to be productive and get work done. If there's something on your desk that you use all the time, it's giving you energy because you're using it. But if there's something on your desk that you're not using, it's probably sucking energy from you and slowing you down. So uh, it's almost like some things can be an investment, either a mm -hmm. good investment or a bad investment, exactly. right? Oh, here's this, you know, pen that I love and I use every day to write with. That's a good investment. Here's this knickknack that my ex-husband gave me that reminds me of negativity every day, but mm -hmm. I feel guilty getting rid of it. Bad investment. And lots of times it's a subconscious 
feeling too. They don't even know because I'll ask someone, you know, what about this? Do you want this? And they're like, yeah. And their face is like, no. I'm like, well, your mouth said yeah and your face said no. What's behind that? And you have to drag it out and they almost don't know that that thing is sucking energy from them. And I do weird. that same thing in my work, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I'll be like, so how's your marriage? And they're like, well... It's good. And I'm like, okay, your face your, your, is not saying, your voice and your face are not saying that's good. So let's talk about that. So that's funny. Almost every person that I interview for the on the spot, I can see the similarities that line up in what we do. Mm -hmm. So I love looking for those. So when somebody, when you're going in and people, would you say most people have too much stuff? Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. The, we're, organizers are all booked. There's okay. far more work out there than there are organizers. And that's because we all have a lot of stuff and we all have a lot of like to do stuff. I call like, I'm going to do this with Projects. it. Or, yeah. Not just that, but sometimes it's, um, I got to give that back to that person. Those are, those are the <clears throat> hardest clients. I'm not hard for me, but hard for them is the ones that want to find a home for everything and they don't want to just donate it and send it to the DI, you know? Oh, well, I'm going to give that to so-and-so and this to so-and-so. And now they have this big long list of to-dos that are subconsciously stressing them out. And like, oh gosh, imagine the weight that would be lifted if you just let's load it all in my truck and take it to the DI. Right? So and this then, is really interesting because you're talking about a physical thing that you do. Mm -hmm. As an organizer, you come in and help with what is at least supposedly and on the surface a physical issue, a tangible issue. Mm -hmm. And yet when you dig deeper. It's, I know, I didn't know I was going to become a therapist with no schooling for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I really enjoy that part of it too. Because I'm, uh, I'm all about production. So let, let's go ahead and talk about your stuff. But um, I'm so not... there's an emotional component, mm -hmm. right? There's even a mental component behind all of this. It's much, much deeper than you realize until you get in there. Well, no wonder we need help with it, though. Uh -huh. I noticed this the I lot. I need help with it, too. Right? I can't do my exactly. own. Exactly. You're too close to yeah. your own stuff. So I noticed when I was moving, the last time I moved, I was having the hardest time figuring out because I was moving into a much smaller space. I was having the hardest time figuring out what... Me meant something to me, what was useful to me, and what I was keeping out of obligation. Mm -hmm, that's really common. There was so much obligation there, and I ended up having a dear friend. I'm going to give you a shout out, Lexi, because she's one of my Coffee with Donnie subscribers. And I basically just asked her to come sit with me while I packed and let me talk through it's so true. some of the things. And it was incredibly useful to have that support. And and just an unbiased person there. Yeah, yeah, that's big. Is When I go into someone's home, I don't really care whether you get rid of it or not. I'm encouraging you to, to for your success. Where like the husbands and the aunts <laughs> or like the people who they've just constantly, constantly heard it from. People who make statements. I, I like to ask questions rather than statements. You know, like, well, do you like it? Or um, does it smell to you? Rather than that thing smells. Get rid of it. You right. Know? Right. So then, they you know, because you don't want to come from judgment because yeah. then they get defensive. Mm -hmm. Is it, have you noticed that with your clients, it's difficult for them? Is there shame? Is there guilt A about lot. them, you coming in? It's really hard in the beginning. I think right away when they meet me, 
They're like, I'm relieved. Because first of all, I show up in exercise clothes and, you know, I don't wear makeup and stuff. I'm like, oh, well, it's not what I was expecting, you know. And I, I, I come in with, you know, a toolbox ready to work. And so I think it's a relief um, that they're not going to get that same level of shame and guilt and stuff. Because lots of people do judge. I, you know, neighbor, I hear my clients say neighbors walk in and talk about their stuff like, oh, and say really judgmental things to their face. And that slows down progress. I was going to say, Shame I would think that would add to the, to, the prob- to the problem. When you have a husband who's really putting a lot of shame on someone, they're blocked. You can't, you can't progress like that. It's not motivating. Okay, so this is a really good point. What do you suggest? So I, I actually would love two suggestions. First of all, I'd love what do you suggest if you are living with either a hoarder or someone who's just very messy or very unorganized asking for myself because I'm a quite orderly person mm-hmm. and Stephanie are both, and I are both Gemini's. <laughs> we have a lot. Oh, are in Gemini's common. orderly? A, a lot. So it's one or the other. Okay. So it's either they're very messy, almost always either they're very messy or they're very organized. Yes. And Gemini's do like to feel like we have control over our surroundings. So I'm a very orderly person, but I have this lovely little 10 year old who is, unbelievably messy and I know that I have inadvertently shamed her so what Mm -hmm. do you suggest for people who live with someone who is very messy unorganized and or a hoarder what do you how do you suggest they approach it just sum that up but first of all you really have to come from a place you're going to understand this because you can read people like I can so you have to change your view of it because if you're saying all the right things and thinking all the wrong things it's not going to work you really have to let it be their thing It's usually about control. So if she feels like you want her room clean, she's going to be less likely to clean her room. But if she feels like you don't care and you're giving her advice, like, well, would you like questions again? Not statements. Okay. Questions, 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 and patience. Time, especially if you're dealing with a hoarder. Suggest it every month for two years until they get help. It might take that long. But if every time you talk about it, you're asking questions, what kind of room would you like? How would it feel to have this room? How does this room make you feel? And it's always in their control and you're not like pushing yourself on them. Okay. I really, really like that. And then what would you say for anyone watching this who it's them? They're the ones that are really struggling with it. What would you say? Um, well, I'd say accept help first off. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to get the weekly help. Sometimes it's just that motivation. And there's a lot of people that probably can do it on their own. But go ahead and get that that motivation and that momentum started with help from someone else. Um, and then notice the shame and the guilt that maybe someone else is putting on you and try to release that because lots of times that will block you from, from getting help. And what about when it's their shame and guilt that are blocking them? Um... I, I always say go to my Facebook page and look at some before and afters so that you can see that you're not alone. Um, lots of times when you visit other people, they seem perfect. They knew you were coming. People aren't as perfect as you think. Yes. You're not yes. alone. Most houses, you know, um, so many of my clients, uh, I'll talk to them on the phone and I try not to. I try not to evaluate the situation on the phone at all because people are not generally honest about their or, or maybe they don't even know. It's not that they're being dishonest, but they'll sound like 
their house is such a disaster. You get there, I'm like, man, you are organized. You know, this is pretty good. And they don't even realize it because they put so much. So maybe we don't even have a clear yeah. vision yeah. of what. And, and I think this is the case in a lot of areas of life, not just with our yeah. homes being messy, but I think a lot of times we're just so close to our own stuff that we don't see it clearly. Don't at all. I, I highly recommend the getting the help. You know, if you're in the Salt Lake area, we'll put up Stephanie's information so you can hire her. Hire her. I live in Caseville, so I go all the way from Ogden to Salt Lake. Okay, so Purple, Ogden. To, right in the middle. Okay, Ogden to Salt Lake. But it, and where they if they live somewhere else, there is there a certain way to look up a professional organizer? You can go to uh, utahprofessionalorganizers.com. Okay. And there's a list of 32 of us now. Do other states have that for, um, for my people who are yes. out of state? Yes, there's findanorganizer.com too. And that's like findanorganizer.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. Find my organizer, I believe it is. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So, and we'll put, we'll put the, that, we'll have Gideon put that up on the screen at the end. But I think, or even if, because some of the people are going to be like, I can't afford that. Get a friend. Ask mm -hmm. a friend. Or pretend. So what I do often, because I don't want, I, I don't like to get, actually I haven't tried, so I can't say. I, I don't want someone else telling me what to do. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> and so um, when I work on my stuff, I pretend that I am the client and the and I ask myself questions oh. and I answer them out loud because when you answer questions in your head, they can, you can twist them and make them sound good. But when you say them out loud, all of a sudden you're like, Ooh, that's a really lame excuse, you know? Right. Right. And so, um, just talk out loud about it and really get real with it. That, I was going to say that would help a lot with the self-awareness and the mm -hmm. self-honesty, right? Because here, here's the, the thing I want to say about this. I, I think that there are valid reasons why people hold on to stuff. So if you're able to look at what is true about this, okay? So let's say, um, okay, for me, this is a specific personal example. I've lost both my grandmas in the last couple of years and I, and both of them like left me things, right? So it's hard. it is really hard. And so I look at this, okay, what about this? do I love? Well, I love that my grandma gave it to me, right? Mm -hmm. So, but do I love the thing? And in most of the cases, they both left me beautiful things. And in most of the cases I do, but if it's not something I love, then I ask the question, you know, is there somebody else in the family that would love it? Do I have other things already? Like just kind of so that you don't. And, and would your grandmother want you to keep it if you didn't love it? And if it was weighing down your life? Exactly. That's a, really, That's good a really good question. So these are so just asking the questions can clarify for you what really matters to you and why it matters to you and is there a better solution? Sometimes for me it's a matter of you know I'm actually going to wrap this up carefully, put it away, and then when Trinity has her own home, I'll give this to her from her great grandma. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be sitting right out every yeah. single day. So there are other solutions that... And the uh, memory journal is a really good one for that when they're really hard items to get rid of. You can um, take a picture of them and write about them and put them in a journal. And so then they're still living That's and you can brilliant. remember them. And the maybe box is another really fun one. If you can't decide on something, put it in a maybe box. It has to be... It can't be see-through. And commit, <laughs> <laughs> commit to a date, you know, like maybe a month out, two months out. Um, and in, in that... 
on that time, if you can remember what was in there, then you can have it. But if you can't, you can't peek inside. If you can't oh. remember, then you didn't really want it. Did and you that, hear that? That one is brilliant. <laughs> I love that. It works really well. And I, I like to have the maybe box um, be opened when I come again, just so that I can be there with them. And I, what's inside? No, no. Oh, that is a great if idea. If you really do remember it, then it's fair. You know, I really, there's so much here. And I would say the the piece of it that is making itself very obvious to me is releasing the guilt and the shame. It's a big one. Knowing that you're not and alone. The, um, perfectionism. So one of the reason why um, my whole business model is about not striving to be perfect, but more realistic. And then build on the progress from there. Because so many times people will see a picture on Pinterest. Oh, gosh. And they're like, I want this. or want, And they want these systems. I'm like, that's a really hard system to follow. And so they're setting themselves up for failure lots of times. Most of my clients are perfectionists with these really complex systems mm -hmm. that they could never maintain. And so then why try? So that's why your solutions that stick. Uh-huh. Because we are talking about realistic solutions. That, and then you can build on for it. daily life. Yeah, there's. I have so noticed this. There's a big difference between what looks good, just mm -hmm. in theory, but in daily life, what fits into your specific lifestyle, your real and what daily can your family schedule. Handle? Is this the is this a system you want your children to keep up? Um, you are just going to be nagging them all the time. It's going to be exhausting. You're going to want to just do it yourself because that's easier. You know, so if you really want to put systems in the place that your children are going to be able to maintain too, you got to think about what can they handle and start, your start husbands. easy and husbands start easy. And once you got them going on that build from there. Okay. I have a lot of people um, hire me to come in to do chore charts and um, we almost always never start there because that's chore charts are really they don't succeed very often because it's easier for the parents to just do it themselves. Yes. So let's start with life. It's just simply cleaning up after yourself and maintaining your own life. I like to call it that because then, you know, oh, who left their life all over the floor? Come on, get your life together. You know, and it's just your personal, your dishes at the table, not the pot that we all ate out of. That's a chore or a job or something. Right. But, but your play your, is ooh, your I love life. That. And you, if you just simply focus on that and we get that down first, most of the time, parents don't even need a chore chart after that. If, if their kids just took care of their lives, that's all they need. <laughs> you guys know what I need to do here. I've got my hot cocoa with Donnie going for kids. I need to do like an ongoing thing for kids and have people like you come in and talk. <laughs> I love about working what, with kids. Yeah, so do I. Isn't it's it the best? so great. They actually, when you do it with kids, you often train them and then they train their parents. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, I can't let my kids show me up here. <laughs> exactly. I need to hire you again. Okay. So we're going to have Stephanie's information for those of you who from Ogden to Salt Lake. And for those of you out of state, I'll put up a general uh, site that they can go to to find an organizer. If you cannot afford a professional organizer, then you can ask a friend, reach out for help. We are too close to our own stuff. It's the same mm -hmm. reason we need a therapist, the same reason we need a, a life coach. You know, we really need to bounce our ideas and brainstorm okay. and have somebody unbiased come into the situation and help. So I know that there has been value here today because I've my brain's going in a million places. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do this. 
So thank you so much. I hope your coffee was okay. You didn't even have a... Cheers. May your coffee be strong and your life be blessed.